welcome. Ah, it's a little different today, isn't it? Today is a special day, everybody. Yes. Ah, today is a very special day. Good afternoon and welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. And yes, we have replaced our opening theme for today. For today and today only, to celebrate the biggest news that Star Trek Fleet Command has ever broken. As you heard in our opening theme, we began with the original series. We quickly transitioned into the 1980s TV theme for Star Trek The Next Generation. And now with Captain Benjamin Sisko, we're listening to the sounds of Deep Space Nine. Ladies and gentlemen, taking the air in 1995 and returning to Earth in 2001, the USS Voyager, captained by Captain Catherine Janeway, was on our television sets. And this is all relevant because Scopely announces this week that CBS has licensed all properties of Star Trek to Scopely World Gaming News, Gaming Entertainment International Headquarters. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the entire Star Trek library belongs to us. Let's find out who is partying with us today. Who is celebrating in the Star Trek Fleet Command universe? Good afternoon and welcome to you. Vespa Man from European Server 147, hello. Lord Farquaad. European Server 147. Welcome Wonder Woman on 31, Death Dealer on 15. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Enterprise from 2001 until 2005. Believe it or not, this was the actual symphonic theme song that was composed for the show before they replaced it with the theme song that was non-symphonic, but the one that they actually sang and had lyrics to. Yep. Jonathan Archer, Captain the NX-01, USS Enterprise. The galaxy's first Warp 5 engine. And ladies and gentlemen, launching season three in less than 30 days. Actually, that's a lie. Slightly more than 30 days. Season three of Star Trek Discovery launches. Place 900 years into the future. Yep. Hey, Hudson, what's going on on server 146? Jayberg on 32. Captain Shady on 15. Steven Zarin on 129. Welcome. Cinepig on server 34. Commander Taylor on 192. Welcome. Corkman on server 160. Regis on 8. And the Wicked Witch on server 15. Appreciate you being here. Welcome. Hey, Baymax on 15. Burn Like Ice joining us on 140. Kasani on server 36 and joining the Star Trek lineup rejoining rather after almost 20 years Captain Jean-Luc Picard in Star Trek Picard 
the latest live-action Star Trek property to be added to the CBS library. And a quite phenomenal season one, I believe. Hey, what's up, Lord Friendzone? Server 16, John Bon Johnny on 36, DC Prime on 15, Swifty on 31, Starbase on 8, Data on 32, Ape on 21, Welcome, X-Rex on 30, Serrated on 41, Dirty Bird, what's up, buddy, on server 15, Mo on 16, Punch My Clown on server 36, Royal Power on 36 as well, thank you for being here. What's up, Captain Mark Red Angel? From the Discovery series. Yeah, I caught that on server 20. Welcome. It's been a long road. That's right, Royal Power. It sure has. Hey, what's up, Shinjo? 31 additional messages. And I thank you for joining us today on this monumental occasion, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely huge news from Star Trek Fleet Command. Huge news from developer Scopely and property owner CBS. We're going to get into it all coming up right after our staple news segment. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. Stupid news! It is time for the stupid news. All right. Yes. Welcome into the show. Appreciate you being here. What is going on with our sound? Something sounds funny with our sound, Snake Eyes. Oh, no. Something's happening. I'll have to fix that in a minute. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. Appreciate you being here. Time for the stupid news. Let's get into it very quickly and see what we can find that is going on in the world around us here today. Restaurant goers lucky to escape unhurt after a car crashed into an outdoor dining setup in New York City that had patrons seated outside on the sidewalk and in the street. Uh, Deliza 92. Those of you up in New England probably have heard of this place. Top-notch Italian eatery, but you got to make a reservation. Uh, apparently, they get a lot of traffic around dinner time. You, know, you don't want to call in for their curbside service, uh, so to speak. Yeah, uh, crash right through the front of the restaurant. No injuries, amazingly. No deaths, no injuries, so everyone was able to get out uh, in time there. Singer Van Morrison is calling for live concerts to challenge the quote-unquote pseudoscience behind social distancing rules, he says. Uh, pseudoscience, he says. Isn't that a song by Phil Collins? Right? Soup, soup, pseudoscience. <laughs> I think. I don't, oh, never mind. That's really bad. Uh, listen, I get it. You'd be mad, too, if you had to stay six feet away from your brown-eyed girl. Uh, let's see. Former Seahawks cornerback uh, Kimah Sibirant apologized for trying to sneak a woman into the team's hotel this past week. The team cut him after he got called for holding. <laughs> uh, the player had the woman dress up in Seahawks gear like she was one of the players. Uh, this gives me hope, though. Even in the offseason, it's nice to see some Seahawks players still making it a priority to score. <laughs> KFC is in the news, folks. KFC is in the news and dropping their uh, their catchphrase, finger licking good, because it's not coronavirus safe. Although, truthfully, if you are uh, getting health advice from a fried chicken chain, chances are you got bigger problems than corona. I'm going to guess there. Police say a New Mexico man is in custody after he tried to burn down a Walmart in truth or consequences early Sunday. Officers arrested uh, arrested uh, Devin Schnagel. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Devin Schnagel of Elephant Butt. It really, are these real towns? Time out for a second. Truth or consequences I've heard of. But now Elephant Butt, that's a real place. 
Uh, apparently, uh, officers say Devin poured lighter fluid around the store, then crashed through the front doors with his vehicle. Back in 2011, he faced charges for driving while intoxicated and battery on a police officer. Then again in 2016, he was arrested on two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon on someone he lived with. A city spokesperson said no one was hurt during the incident, and the store has since reopened. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, people who like to buy from Walmart should just shop from your home. Walmart.com makes it so easy to order items from the comfort of your trailer park. Uh, the American Civil, uh, Civil Liberties Union is offering to help free Britney Spears from the conservatorship that lets her father control her finances. This sounds really nice of them, but if you watch Britney's Instagram videos, I'm not 100% sure she should be in charge of her own you know, money. Uh, she'd blow it all on Pop-Tarts and parachute pants. I know, I know. I wish I had someone in control of my money back in the 20s. It, I mean, in my 20s. <laughs> back in the back in the 20s. Back in my 20s, uh, I spent 90% of my money on beer and strip clubs. And then the rest of it I wasted. So uh, I wish someone had monitored that 10% for me. Uh, the National Enquirer is looking for a replacement. Guys, in a follow-up story, the National Enquirer is looking for a replacement for outgoing publisher David Pecker. So far, they've received a resume from Elvis as well as the love child of Oprah and E.T. Whoever replaces him is said to have Bigfoot shoes to fill. <laughs> Uh, Bella Hadid cuddled with goats in a $3,000 dress in her latest photo shoot. It's a promo for her new show, Breaking Bad. (laughs) You can't fire me. I quit. My writing is the bomb. Thank you. Uh, Finally, ladies and gentlemen, the NFL. uh, The NFL said that they had 77 false positive corona test which have since come back negative uh, upon retesting it's a good thing uh, that they brought back their instant replay uh, the players union uh, will not be charged with the timeout and the result of the play is a first now I'm not kidding. <laughs> quack yes I wrote these sorry nine players on the New York Jets had even tested positive and despite all indications it has now been proven that even the Jets can't catch anything we should have known better can't catch coronavirus much less footballs and there you go ladies and gentlemen that is your stupid news welcome in your mics are potted up i'd like to welcome you into the show and uh bid you uh good evening how is everybody doing tonight you guys pop in and say hello hi dj hi welcome to the show ladies and gentlemen we have a lot to talk about today Hey, Scaly. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, let's uh, let's get into it, folks. we got a lot to talk about. First thing that I want to do is just knock a couple of little things out of the way real quick. And when I say little, uh, I don't even really mean, like, little. I just mean stuff that doesn't need a lot of conversation, stuff that just needs a call out and needs a kudos, okay? That's what I want to draw attention to today. Just hours ago, ladies and gentlemen, Scopely uh, gave you an emergency relief gift chest. I think this was actually very, very cool. Uh, Scopely offered a seven-day shield as we do know ladies and gentlemen that there is a hurricane uh approaching and if i'm not mistaken it's on the east coast you guys are going to have to forgive me i have not paid a whole lot of gulf coast gulf coast okay so uh see now okay i misread i misread the article didn't they say east coast but i haven't even been watching the the news i know that it's in the gulf coast well it's bearing down on new orleans and louisiana 
Okay, so uh, those uh, that it's Hurricane Laura, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Hurricane Laura yes. bearing down in the United States, and as if uh, New Orleans and Texas and the Gulf of uh, the Gulf of uh, Mexico region had not already suffered enough over the last couple of decades. We got Hurricane Laura, uh, Laura who is looking to be. Um, looking to be bad at least at this uh, at this stage so uh for those of you in that region obviously our thoughts and prayers will be with you we hope and pray for your safety uh please take any and all precautions if you're being asked to leave your home please leave your home um i i have never i, I have always understood and respected those who want to stay behind however it's not it's not just you there are other people who can be put at risk, first responders, firefighters, EMTs, and police that are put at risk for the more people, uh, you know, for the people who are uh, staying behind. Please, if you're asked to evacuate, I beg of you to consider uh, evacuating. Keep yourself safe and your family safe, and most importantly, uh, not most importantly, but in additionally, uh, in addition to our, our first responders in that region, okay? Um, water is going to rise. Bernard says water is expected to rise up to six to seven feet you will be flooded in that region so please for the love of god please pack your most important belongings and please evacuate and keep everybody safe for those of you in an affected area in an affected region um please take advantage of the gift and folks i i don't care what you say i don't care if anybody has a complaint uh your complaint falls on deaf ears today scopely came out and said listen if you are affected, please take this shield, take this seven-day shield, and apply it to your base before. And don't worry about the game, please. Don't worry about the game. Put the shield up. Protect your resources. We'll be here when you get back. All right. I Beglin jokes and says you should probably dock your ships as well. I would do that. <laughs> Beglin, that's very sage advice. Dock your ships. Don't worry about the game. This is, after all, a game. Dock your ships. Throw up a seven-day shield. And please evacuate your homes. Uh, so thank you, uh, Scopely, for being proactive on this emergency response. For those of you who need the seven-day shield, please uh, throw it up. All right, please throw it up. Corkman, that's why I make the joke and say dock your ships, okay? There's no problem if you've got all your ships in dock, all right? Bring all of your ships home. Please try to go out. Um, Admiral Sack Attack says this is not the first time a hurricane shield was given. I, you're right. I remember that. Um, they've, they've done it in the past, and they're doing it again here now. So please take advantage of the gift. Please. Um, there's just no need for negative comments uh, on something like this. This is real world. These are people's real lives that we're talking about here. So please take advantage of the shield and please evacuate. Uh, don't worry about the game. All right. Please make sure that you get the entire benefit of the shield by leaving your ships in dock. <laughs> okay. Please leave your ships in dock if you're going to take advantage of the free seven-day shield. In addition, <clears throat> earlier this week, we got the announcement, and I, I was late to it. I know that the other content creators got to it before I did. Uh, I was late to it this week, <clears throat> uh, but they said everything that needed to be said. I didn't want to necessarily come back and, and make another video about the same kind of thing, but folks, I'm going to throw this in the chat. I probably should have thrown it in the graphics room. I will throw it in the graphics room. We got this chest available to us. Uh, this was... Help me out, Snake Eyes. Was this Monday? I think it was Monday, correct? Yes, yeah, it was, it was Monday. Monday we got this announcement. 
uh, and got this chest and uh, was really excited about it. Now, uh, my understanding is that it did scale by ops because no one shell showed me his chest and he had some four-star stuff in it. Uh, here was mine at ops 38. I'm showing you guys uh, the screenshots down right there now. Just a boatload of materials and, and stuff. I mean, I just guys, this was an extremely generous chest. Uh, very generous chest. It contained badges. Uh, at my level, contained six badges, 93-star uncommon materials, a boatload of faction credits. What was that? 12,000 faction credits, um, 800 ultra recruits, some active nanoprobes, and even a frame. One of the most exciting pieces of the entire package was the frame. I'm kidding. Uh, but it was a very, very generous gift. A very generous gift. And uh, and it came and coincided with the announcement uh, that we were acquiring, uh, and I say we, that we, uh, Scopely, was acquiring the rights from CBS to include all Star Trek properties from this point forward. This was the, spleen, uh, the screen uh, splash that we got. Now, jokingly, Snake Eyes and I know because we were in the same meeting. I, I am going to say that uh, for players like Mac who want us to be talking about things, players like Mac uh, who say, hey, listen, let us know what's going on. Please share information with us. I, <clears throat> I am going to go out on a limb and say that I think Scopely was unable to control themselves. Okay, uh, Mac, I think that Scopely was just literally unable to control themselves with this news because Snake Eyes and I went into the meeting and said, oh, this is fantastic. This is great. What assets do we have? What can we use? Do you have some, do you have some images? Do you have some gameplay? Do you have some officer cards or new ships? Or do you have anything that we can use? <laughs> do you have anything at all ready for us to use? This was it, folks. This was it. This was all that they had. They said, we have this one image. They have, they have this one image. Now, if they had this one image, all right, if they had this one singular asset, then that tells me that this news was breaking, Mac. This was breaking news. This acquisition may have been in the works, but it was not greenlit until very, very recently, as in maybe even same day or maybe over the weekend or maybe possibly Thursday or Friday. But, folks, this was, this was breaking news from Scopely because they, they had this asset and they just said, oh, my God, we've got to tell everybody. We have to tell everybody. Okay? And this is the single, the single one asset that we had that was probably put together that morning. <laughs> All right? That Monday morning. Now, I know some of you are joking I know some of you, uh, some of you are joking about when we're going to get this. Who knows? Okay. Um, Max says, "I seriously doubt they secured the rights to Rain Wilson's likeness, but didn't have an agreement in place." I might call BS. You know that's true, uh, and and it's possible. It's possible that they knew that this was working, or it's also possible that uh, Discovery had been licensed, but maybe not the rest of it. We're actually going to talk about this a little bit today, Mac. I, I want to discuss with you guys the excitement that this generates. I want to discuss with you what you expect to happen, what you want to happen, what's on our wish list. There's some really cool implications here. I mean... 
every Star Trek library. And by the way, what's weird to me, does anybody notice that there actually is a scene missing here? There is a splash missing, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, or if they considered Picard to be an extension of the next generation. Uh, But... Star Trek Picard is missing. (laughs) Right, Mark? Picard is missing from this splash page. Uh, However, they did mention Picard. They did. And, of course, the the universe of Picard, all the characters and everything, belong to the next generation. So, you know, uh, Captain Riker and Counselor Troy and and everyone that uh, Data, the ones that we got to see in Picard, they are still, uh, according to Scopely, built into this library acquisition. So what's interesting, as uh, as Dark Lord just says, uh, how are we going to see these? Are they going to be introduced in missions? Are they going to release, uh, you know, arcs and series? What are we going to get? What are we going to get with this new library, folks? We have spent the last two years exploring content in a game related to the tiniest sliver, the tiniest sliver of the star trek universe and that was the kelvin timeline all right shinjo says strange new worlds is missing also lower decks is not there but we've also been told that they've got the ip for that as well uh strange new Worlds, shinjo help me out what are you what what is strange new worlds i don't even know which one you're talking about right now tell me i haven't missed something <laughs> strange new worlds what is what is that is that a new series oh the new pike series Okay, I didn't know that that was the name of it. Yeah, and even Section 31. Yeah, well, guys, they're not on TV yet, okay? And besides, for example, let me just, you know, I'm a huge Trekkie, okay? I I consider myself extremely knowledgeable on the subject. I love watching all of it. I'm a geek, okay? I would imagine that this splash image is meant to to, um, appeal to the masses, if you will. Everybody knows these properties literally everybody knows these properties if you if you went and asked somebody uh i I might make an argument that the last two on the right are the least known i would argue that star trek enterprise was probably one of the uh one of the series that was not as huge compared to all the other series and of course discovery is still on and brand new all right, so I think that those would probably be, may, I don't want to say the least popular, but the least recognized, the least well-known. Section 31 and the Academy Show both don't even have titles officially, okay? So uh, Prodigy, the new Nickelodeon cartoon, they're making a cartoon out of this? Mm. Yes. <laughs> See, now I do know this. It's more for kids. The, the Nickelodeon one is, ba- is geared towards kids. Well, I watched that. I'll watch that because I like, you know, all things Star Trek. So I'll probably watch that with my kids, see if I can get them in. Because, you know what, that's one thing that Star Trek has never has never done in my household. My kids don't relate to it. Like, I, I, don't, I think it was because my parents loved Star Trek and I started watching it when I was a kid. That was what me and my mom and my dad would do together. You know, like, you know, one, one night a week we would sit down because we were watching Next Generation, you know, when it was on. Okay, so uh, I think that uh, CBS is trying to find ways to not let this IP uh, fall away with the older generations. They're trying to find a way to get uh, the younger people involved with Star Trek. And, uh, you know, if they're going to do a Nickelodeon series, great. Look at all the different Star Trek series that are on Disney and Disney Junior and all this stuff. Maybe that's a good thing. 
Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, I haven't watched Lower Decks yet. I've heard a lot of people really give me some mixed feelings on it. I, I haven't seen it yet. Some people have said they liked it, and other people have said it was garbage. I, I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know. Uh, Section 31 is a new TV show, Battle Droid, that is coming out. It's a new Star Trek series. Um, but Section 31 is actually going to involve the characters and so forth from Discovery, okay? Um, in particular, uh, Captain Philippa Georgiou, okay? She is going to be kind of, uh, at least supposedly, is supposed to be the, the title character or the main character of the Section 31 show. So uh, you got a lot of stuff that is that is being pumped out by CBS. CBS is spending a lot of money, folks. CBS is spending a lot of money trying to reinvigorate this property and that includes uh expanding the library database and the licensing for their title video game for their chief video game to come out and uh, and do now some of you guys are uh have i've played other star trek games i know that there's star trek online there's star trek timelines can anybody tell me uh has there been any kind of similar type of announcement i mean i know timelines has most of the new properties but they don't have picard and they don't have discovery okay uh star trek timelines i have not played star trek online i've never played that one have they come out with these similar type of announcements is cbs pushing discovery is is cbs pushing uh lower decks and all these new properties into all of their games star trek online and timelines both have discovery okay that's great to hear that's great to hear. So this property uh, is getting pushed. Now, what that also maybe potentially means, was Scopely the last to get it? <laughs> were, were we the last ones to get it? Are we the only? Are we the last remaining Star Trek video game that didn't have these properties? We are. Okay. And that's interesting to me. I wonder why. You know, I, I'm actually very curious about that. But, uh, yeah, Timelines contains Picard. Uh, Star Trek Online has all the rights. Okay, so you guys are saying that the, that all these other games have all of it. Um, Snake Eye says, I've played it. I've played it for all of 30 minutes, but Stamets was in it. Uh, Lieutenant Stamets, the, the Spore Drive guy. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, it, it, very cool uh, that we were going to get it in this game. I, I'm glad the other games have it. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm upset that Scopely would have been last, but that may or may not have been on them. But here we are. We now have the license. We've got the license. So, community, today is your show. Today is a show that we get to Dreamweave, all right? Shout out Dreamweaver. What's up? Great new video, by the way. You guys check out Dreamweaver on YouTube. If you are watching or listening uh, to our simulcast on YouTube right now, please Leave your comments below, click on that bell button so you get notified of other content coming out, and click the subscribe button. We are running out of time to hit our subs. I don't think we're going to get 1,000 by the end of this month. Uh, panic may end up being right, so I hate that. <laughs> All right? I hate it when panic is righter than me. Um, but nonetheless, you guys, please uh, click on that sub. But if you are watching in YouTube right now, uh, click on over and uh, please do uh, enjoy the content from Dreamweaver. He's done some good stuff. As a matter of fact, he did a Dark Bro video, which was a parody uh, on The Dark Knight with the Batman and the Joker, and it was hilarious. I died laughing. I laughed out loud. You guys got to watch. All right, so very, very good. Um, 
Snake Eyes is bringing up a, a comment that this game was originally pitched and licensed as a movie tie-in for the Kelvin reboot, the 2009 movie. Uh, Shinjo says the original Star Trek Fleet Command license was with Viacom. Uh, Star Trek Online and Timelines actually had their license from CBS. So this may have been... Uh, yeah, that's right, because it was Viacom or was it Paramount that actually had the original licensing to the Kelvin timeline? Because um, I'm wanting to think that it was Paramount originally. Now, before you know, before they sold, I'm not sure what you know that chain of progression was. Okay, Viacom owns Paramount, so there you go. Yeah, Paramount was the one who originally had it. So uh, Viacom and Paramount are the same company, essentially. Very good. Um, and isn't Viacom the one who owns MTV, too? Like, they have a bunch of properties, right? Viacom's massive. Pretty sure that they're big time. Like, they own uh, Comedy Central and MTV. And so Viacom and CBS merged last year, and now uh, that gives CBS all the licensing back to all of their uh, their products. So it was actually the merger that allowed us to get uh, the other IPs. Uh, well, and that's great, but, you know, that merger was last year. So perhaps Scopely uh, went out on a limb and said, hey, hey, guys, hey, CBS, come on. Come on, we've been doing all this good. We've been paying you our money. We've been paying our dues. Let's get some new stuff going here. And ladies and gentlemen, daggone it, we got it. We got it. We've got the entire library. The whole library. So what we're going to do, what we're going to do, Baymax says, let's do Star Trek Fleet Command Celebrity Deathmatch. That's actually funny because we do have a decision to make. All right. And so does Scopely. And I know that this is new news. Okay. I know that we've already been teased with Rain Wilson. We've been teased with Discovery and the Mycelial Network. Given the fact that Discovery is coming out uh, with its third season in October, I think I said this when this card came out. When this card came out, I said that uh, it seems to me that Discovery is being written into this game. And it makes sense because all companies like to do product placement. All companies like to advertise their product, especially around the time of, uh, of, a, of a series launch. Okay, So I think that it stands to reason. I think that it makes sense that maybe one of the first things we get would be Discovery. All right. In what form? We don't know. Discovery has been on for three years. It's been on for three years and we've had three distinct storylines. So we don't know what they're going to start with. Are they going to work through Discovery before going somewhere else? Are we going to get a story from Discovery and then try something from Voyager or the next generation? We have no idea. So community Let's dream, shall we? Let's take a very quick break. You guys get your imaginations fired up. Start thinking. Let's see what we want. What do we want in this game? I want to come back, and I would love to hear your opinions. What stories do we have to have first? What characters are must-haves? What type of, of Star Trek item can we turn into an armada next? <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about it all coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is uh, – see, I'm so confused. I'm watching you guys' chat. Sorry. All right. Not looking. This is Talking Trek Live. We're Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll return in a moment. Please don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Grayola Crayons. Equal opportunity crayons for colorblind people in over 60 shades of gray.
everything on the shelf Now every morning during Zoom meetings I don't wear pants but no one can see And the cup they think looks like coffee Is filled up with lots of whiskey Cause I work from home Yeah, when nobody else Yeah, you know when I work from home Hey, Joe Biden, it's Donald, and I had a few questions. Absolutely not. Don't hang up. I wanted to congratulate you on your big speech, although it wasn't very factual. We choose truth over facts. I don't know what that means, but I like it. Well, this week, I'm pulling out all the stops, including my ace in the hole, Steve Bannon. You know, everybody's talking about him. Come on, man. Stormy Daniels will be there to help everyone's polls numbers. Come on, let's get real here. What do you think I should tell these people? Go to Joe 30330. Wait a minute, that's your donation number. He thinks he's so smart, but I got a higher IQ than him. All 396 days of the year. You know, well, I'm a chicken fried. A cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio That's home, you know Sweet tea, pecan pie Homemade wine Where the peaches grow Welcome back, My everybody. house, it's not much to talk about But it's filled with love It's grown in southern ground And a little bit of chicken, chicken fried Cold beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right And the radio to this momentous occasion. Your mics are potted up, and I'd like to welcome you in. Yeah, lots of stuff going on today, and lots of stuff that we're going to get to talk about here. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome back from break. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and I'd like to welcome you into the show. All of our uh, existing listeners, our loyal followers, and uh, those brand new to the show alike, please visit our website for all things related to Talking Trek. That is TalkingTrekSTFC.online, where you can find an archived copy of all of our episodes. If you'd like to go back and catch up a little bit, lots of stuff there that you can go back and listen to and have a good time with and learn a little bit about us. Yes, JB, coming up next in the Star Trek Fleet Command universe, talking Trek Matas. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be a picture of a microphone, and it's, it's going to give uh, stories. Like if you defeat the Armada, it's going to give you a stupid news story and a joke. That's <laughs> that's on tap. I'm working on it. Yes, and, and we might give you a frame as well. Uh, but only only if you recruit the most DJ uh, DJ shards. Okay, yes. Uh, I am, I'm getting, uh, getting an officer in the game. Ultimate DJs will be an epic officer, and he will be made available for auction only. Uh, <laughs> what would my abilities be? <laughs> what, what could my abilities be? That would be fun. What would be my captain's maneuver? What would you picture me? 
my picture? My, oh, that's a good question. What what picture would we have to put up? We'd have to put up something silly. Yeah, I know. Keep dreaming. I know it. I know it. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, dad joke, the enemy to death. We're going to decrease morale of the opposing ship by 100%. <laughs> we'll decrease morale of the enemy ship by 100%. There you go. All morale gone. Okay. There you <laughs> The MK maneuver. That's right, guys. Thank you. Welcome into the show, guys. Let's, uh, let your, your mics are potted up. Let's get into some theory crafting, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about it and see what we can figure out here today. All right. What is it that uh, that Scopely is going to going to tie into next? We have so many movies. We have uh, we we have a ton of films. We've got uh, let's see six films uh, from the original series, right, leading up to the Undiscovered Country. Uh, then the seventh film uh, was Generations that tied in uh, Captain Kirk with uh, the Next Generation cast. We had four, including Generations. Uh, four films for the next generation. And uh, and then we had, of course, what we know as the Kelvin timeline, those three movies. Now, Star Trek Nemesis was the very last one back in 2002. Star Trek Nemesis from the next generation, that was the, ver- the very last film. So Voyager, Deep Space Nine, uh, Enterprise, none of these properties ever actually got a movie. A lot of people blame Nemesis uh, for that. They blame the production uh, of Nemesis. They blame uh, the the performance of that movie. And and you know, here's the thing. I know a lot of people didn't really like it. Uh, some people even say Nemesis never happened. It it was it was just wiped from all memory. Okay, it was it was that bad of a film. Um, me personally. I it, it was it was bad. I know it was bad, but uh, I they they knew. I guess maybe they were coming to an end with that. That's why Data uh, suffered his tragedy. I, I liked certain pieces of that movie. I liked certain pieces of that movie, uh, but you had those, I guess, uh, six, ten movies. You got those ten movies that you can draw on, okay? Jerry Ryan says, I love that film. I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say I loved it. It wasn't my favorite, okay? It wasn't my favorite, but, uh, you know, it, it wasn't terrible either, okay? It, it was good, and I liked... Uh, I liked what they did with some of the character development, especially that of, of Data and Picard, okay? Um... Now, a lot of you guys are saying Final Frontier was one of your least favorite movies. Um, I don't know. I actually thought that one was okay. Uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that you're wanting to see. Now, some of you guys are mentioning in chat that uh, that this license acquisition is freedom for Scopely to create a new story. I don't know if that's the direction that we're going to take. Is that the direction that we want to take? Do we want to create a new timeline here? Or do we want to revisit some of the stuff that we know and love from the last 50, 60 years of this property? Guys, remember, we get to go back. We get to go back all the way to uh, 1966. We get to go back to 1966 and and I don't want to say pick as the as the player base. I don't I don't know that Scopely's going to let us pick, but that is a broad library. 
okay? 34, 54, what is that? 54 years worth of content now that are available. So I know that a lot of you guys are talking about uh, some of the properties that you like. What are some of the stories or characters that are next on the list? We uh, discussed right before the break, obviously we know that Discovery seems to be knocking on the door. We seem to be right there. We've got Rain Wilson in the game. We have the mention of the USS Discovery. We have the mention of the Mycelial Network, and we've got Discovery airing Season 3 in just two short months. All right? So there is is what we've got. Now, Skippy says there's already a game for that. It's called Timelines. I understand that, but I don't play Timelines. All right? We play Fleet Command. We play this game. So... Let's talk about what we want to see incorporated into this game. All right. Uh, Captain Shady says Deep Space Nine has the ability to tie in most of the properties. Why go a movie? Let's take a look at some of the series. You've got the original series with the Tribble crossover, Voyager's Way to the Gamma Quadrant, Cisco back in time as a writer, spin it all from a perspective of Deep Space Nine. Plus, Deep Space Nine had a lot of its own great content, the Dominion War, the Cardassian Conflict. Okay, uh, you had a lot of good stuff there, guys. I'd like to I'd like to hear from you. Let's speak up and let's talk about what it is that we could potentially see in this game. All right. Now, some people are saying Deep Space Nine. Yuck. I you know what? That was never. It's so funny. That was never the property that I wanted to watch. Uh, growing up, like when it was live, that was the one that I had the most trouble getting into, I believe, as a younger Trekkie, all right? But as I grew older, Deep Space Nine actually was an incredibly well-written show. If you guys are are a more mature Trekkie and you didn't like Deep Space Nine the first time around, go binge it now because its writing was incredibly deep. The story was deep. It was deeper than most of the other uh, most of the other properties, in my opinion, the story, the uh, the existence of the prophets, and and all this, it, it had a lot of really intellectual moments, and so I'd encourage you guys to uh, to go back and watch that uh, and 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 enjoy it. Snake Eye says, I don't think they're going to be allowed to use stuff that's already been done. We're not going to see anything that's been in the movies or TV shows in the same fashion. This is a license. For Scopely to create new stories, so that brings up that brings up the the story or the or the perspective then of canon. All right, what is canon at this point? What properties have been in canon? What properties have not? What stories have been canon and not? And where do we see Scopely going? So I'd like to open the floor. All right, very quickly, anybody jump in. Let's first discuss canon. All right. Uh, canon for Star Trek is defined as what's happened on screen. All right. That would be uh, TV or movie. That is what we describe as canon. There are, uh, of course, a ton of books out there, a ton of comics that uh, have alternate storylines. Okay. Uh, JB says a canon uh, is what you use to shoot pixels with. <laughs> okay. Very good. So l- let's talk canon. All right. Canon is the storyline of anything that's appeared on screen. All right. Do we agree with that? Is that a common uh, agreement here? So we've got, but but see, it's tricky because we've got canon now for two different timelines. We've got Kelvin, okay, which you could argue that canon, uh, even in the Kelvin timeline, is anything that happened after Nero went back in time. Okay, uh, Snake Eyes getting real tough on me. You got Alpha Canon, Beta Canon, Gamma Canon. Ooh. 
All right, that's rough. Max says canon is anything officially recognized by the owners of the property. That may be too. All right, comics can count. Uh, Skippy says there are no books that are considered canon. Let, let's talk about this, guys. All right, what? First, Snake Eyes says it doesn't seem like we would get anything that is canon. I don't know if I agree with that perspective. All right, we have we have fifty four years of content that we can draw from. Are we as a community wanting something that is not canon? Do we want Scopely to write new stories for us? Or do we want to revisit the stories that we know and love? Take a look at the Marvel Universe, guys. All right? Literally, the Avengers, all the way through the the conflict with Thanos, these are comics from the 1970s. All right? Uh, Starbase is pointing out uh, (laughs) avatars and says, who are these guys? But he's highlighted the progenitors. The progenitors were characters from the original series. Holy cow. All right. Those progenitors, guys, uh, Starbase, you're asking who are these guys? Those are characters from the original series. Back with with William Shatner as Kirk, back in the 1960s, the progenitors were there. Okay. So I think that would be an interesting story to explore the story of the progenitors. The progenitors are arguably canon. All right. And golly, look, we've got progenitor avatars right now in the game how did we not have this conversation once already snake eyes i mean i I remember the the progenitor avatars coming out but i guess we just kind of skipped over it i mean are the progenitor the progenitor avatars so far if i'm not mistaken those have only been made available to uh server merge servers is that correct somebody help me out server 192 Server 192, don't you guys have... Oh, you're saying the progenitors were TNG and not TOS? I don't think that that's... Is that right? I could have swore the progenitors were in the original series. Weren't they... Um, no. You're thinking of the Telosians. <laughs> Am yeah, I thinking of the Telosians, the, big, the big-brained people? The big-brained people that... Yes, uh, those are Telosians. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought those were the progenitors. Okay. No, so, because the very first TOS episode wasn't with William Shatner. It was Pike. It was Pike. It was Pike. So, uh, so those are the Telosians. Not so. Do we know? Are those avatars of the progenitors, or are they of the Telosians? Has anybody clicked and read a tooltip? What are they? It it says progenitors on it. So it says those, progenitors. The progenitors are the race that are that precede all races according to canon. Oh. <laughs> Wow, somebody uh, please be careful with your microphone there. Okay, so the progenitors, I remember this story. Okay, uh, yeah, sorry, John Bonjani, how dare me. Uh, <laughs> so the progenitors are uh, next generation, but they are the ones who supposedly seeded all life. Am I remembering this story right? The progenitors were apparently an age-old race who apparently that, seeded correct. life uh, all across the galaxy. Now, you know what's really interesting about that? Guys, we have had mentions of this very thing as a matter of fact some of you know i just recently hit ops 38 okay uh and in ops 38 i was able to do a few additional missions some of those missions and i'm not going to spoil it for you guys all right some of those missions involved getting the three factions together to discuss our origins all right. Now, of course, the Romulans and the Klingons, they wouldn't hear anything of it. They didn't want to know that we were all related on a base genetic level. 
All right. But guys, let's let's go back. Now, this is one area where I feel that our game suffers a little bit because of the extreme gap between ops levels. But guys, the core set of missions that are dependent on your ops level. Folks, these are all about the progenitors. All right? The ancient artifact, the seeding of life. Have you got the have you guys forgotten those stories? The core missions in the game? Okay, but I have a question for you if we're going to go walk down that line. You ready? Okay. Now, in the episode of TNG where Lieutenant Somebody Hall else who reads the stories. Brain gets <laughs> the... I forgot what the species is, but sends Enterprise millions of light years away to another galaxy. Wouldn't they also technically precede the progenitors? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so the answer is no. Okay, thank you, thank you, Karkin. Uh, I couldn't hear it. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm having trouble. JB says I don't read the story content in this game, and that's that's sad to me, JB, because some of the writing is actually really good. All right, some of the writing is actually really really good. The core missions around this game, uh, the ancient artifact, the need to upgrade your computer's processing power, upgrading Maya, upgrading your ops level, it's all about this ancient artifact, deciphering its text, learning its intentions. Why is it here? This is all about the ancient artifact. Okay? And that is from the progenitors. Okay, uh, no beer for you says I don't read. <laughs> well, and that's cool. You can play the game absolutely. You're not. You're not. You're. You're just missing some of the some of the subtle tie-in. Now, I have told you guys before how much of a fan I am of the writers of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They took all those movies and they tied them all together in intricate, detailed ways. Okay, I uh, am not claiming that that Scopely has this has this on lock. Okay, but there are storylines that we as a community have missed. There's been hints at this from since the beginning of the game. The progenitors have been in this game since Ops Level One. All right, the ancient artifact uh, is a mission chain that has been in this game since day one. All right. Uh, now you're talking about what Misty is talking about is the episode from Next Generation Q. Who isn't that when uh, Q was first introduced uh, to the cast of Next Generation, and that's where they first met the Borg? Is that correct? No, technically we met Q no. in the first uh, encounters at um, Encounters of Farpoint. That's yes, correct. And then Q Q did lead us to the Borg, or lead, led them to the Borg at the first. Uh, incident, but that was uh, a few storylines later. Okay. So apparently, I'm going to have to go back and watch a little bit more. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. Okay. Now, Tequila Max says this is, we're, we're getting off topic. Star Trek Online has their own canon. It makes sense that Fleet Command would make its own stories branched from canon, but not a direct reflection of what we have seen on, t on the big screen or the small screen. That Star Trek Online, for example, has written their own stories with the properties. That the acquisition of this IP is literally that of likeness and permission to use the characters in a way that Scopely can now create. Meaning that up until this point... All right, for the most part, Star Trek Fleet Command, I would argue, has been canon. 
All right, it's been based on the tel- on the Kelvin timeline. Does anybody uh, agree or disagree with that? I think most of what we've had here has been uh, at least loosely based on canon. All right, now some of the Borg stuff maybe not. Okay, some of the some of the faction stuff maybe not. But but the whole idea of the Kelvin timeline, the whole idea of swarm. Uh, you know, the idea of con, this stuff is loosely based on canon, okay? Uh, and, and Snake Eyes is reiterating the point. It's not canon, it's based on canon. So you expect that we're going to continue to see the same type of thing, that what we've got is the license or the ability to use the characters, to use their likeness, to use the ships and use the property and use the stories and develop our own writing. Is that what you guys are thinking? So, for us to say we're going to go back, so you disagree. Go ahead and speak your mind. I think what they ought to do is they they should fill in the gap from uh, all the way to the... I lost you there. Come back. I said they're they're what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to pop Discovery into the Kelvin timeline in the future. And so is the Federation had been decimated by that point, and that directly relates to the Kelvin timeline. So I think they should fill everything in Kelvin timeline up to TNG and beyond, and I think that's what they'll do. So what? first of all, we do know, I, I hate to do this, but spoiler alert, okay, spoiler on Discovery. If you haven't watched season two of Discovery, maybe pot your headphones down for 60 seconds. All right, I'll give you a moment. All right, spoiler alert on Discovery. All right, Um, we know at the end of season two of Discovery, Discovery is hurled 900 years into the future. However, the argument has always been that 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 incident occurred in the prime timeline. Are you suggesting now that they... How can you how can you go 900 years into the future, but now join the Kelvin timeline if that happened during the prime timeline? You're gonna have to explain that one to me. Well, we know that they were we know that they were capable of going to the mirror universe. So this is just a different universe. The tel- Kelvin timeline is just a different universe than the mirror universe. We've already had mirror universe in Kelvin timeline, according to this, at least the way that the storyline has has gone through. So if the Discovery jumps, and she jumps 900 years into the future, but then she jumps into the Kelvin timeline as a result, (laughs) that gives them more leeway to fill in the gap. So therefore, we have Kirk, we have... Okay. So in other words... And then we get (laughs) Jean-Luc Picard, and then we get Data, and then we get everything else, but we get him in the Kelvin timeline, and they have a lot more room to fill in the story all right so so let's summarize it with this for anybody whose brain has not yet exploded let's let's assume for a moment that this game is not going to try to follow canon and that it's going to use these likenesses to explore the future of the kelvin timeline meaning that anything we've seen in TV and film, including Discovery Season 2, would not have happened in this game. Would not have happened with the characters that we are going to get to know in this game. So, for example, let's say uh, Ensign Tilly joins our game. All right, I chose a very oddball character, but let's, let's choose Ensign Tilly. Ensign Tilly joins this game. It's obviously not 900 years in the future. 
Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, it couldn't be because she is now 900 years in the future. So what we could see is Ensign Tilly, as, uh, as it would relate to the current timeline that we're in, the Kelvin timeline, this character can coexist in our timeline, but she hasn't experienced anything that she would have experienced in the prime timeline. Is that what we're saying? Uh, I have a quick question because now you just went and ruined everything. Because if you go to Enterprise before Kirk, true, you had that pretty little person, the Invisible Man, who kept telling the Solabon, "I'm giving you this information." But then you had what's his face telling Archer, uh, "Here's the 31st century, and there's no more Earth." So how's that gonna work then? If We've already jumped to the 31st century, and there's no Starfleet, no Earth. Well, that's kind of what I just said. That's kind of what I just said. Is that is that no? If we take these characters, if if fine, but that's exactly my point. If we're going to use Discovery, it's not possible for them to be 900 years in the future. These characters are going to coexist with Admiral Marcus and Carol Marcus, uh, Marcus and Nero and. And Kelvin Kirk and Kelvin Spock, Quinto Spock. Well, you think that's the case. So with them acquiring past, future, and present, they could technically, they said they had a seven-year plan. So maybe year seven, we actually really learn what's going on. I don't think they're going to wait till year seven to introduce Discovery. Discovery. Oh, no, they'll introduce Discovery within the next couple of months. My point is, is that in order for them to fill in the rest of the storyline, they can fill it in with the next seven years. Okay, but how do you explain the intertwining of the of uh, you know discovery now with our auger and our north star and our horizon and, and and these stories? By the way, I did see an interesting conversation the other day about the north star and the horizon. And yes, it is true; those two ships were mentioned in Star Trek Enterprise with Jonathan Archer. They were mentioned with uh, the the young helmsman who talked about his family who had been raised. So just anybody who Mayweather. Said, Mayweather, thank you. Anybody who said that that had never appeared in any Star Trek uh, property, you were incorrect. And and therein lies an additional part of the seeding of this game. All right. There was Star Trek Enterprise talking about the North Star and the Horizon, which for the most part have never been used in any other property except for Star Trek Enterprise. And, and, yeah, and, 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 and have been in this game in since day one. All of the ships from, for Enterprise on the independent side prior to the faction side, they're all Enterprise ships. The- so from the very beginning, Jonathan Archer's Enterprise has been included in this game. NC says the Valdor was used in Star Trek Nemesis. The Kumari was used in Enterprise. Okay? Uh, the Horizon was owned by Mayweather's family in Enterprise. Okay? So what we're, what we're just saying here is that these, uh, these properties, these items within the game, have already not necessarily been in continuity the license has been acquired for us to use them to create our new content okay uh lord friendzone says the idea behind the star trek timelines game is that all timelines can intersect and therefore anyone from any universe uh per se can show up so picard uh has discussions with mirror kirk etc etc all right except that's not necessarily the 
the um, the premise of Fleet Command. The premise of Fleet Command has been, for the most part, Kelvin timeline with some degree of continuity. All right. So the question then becomes. Do we lose the continuity that we've already had to incorporate new content, and how do we see it? All right. Tequila says they've been fooling us. They had the properties all along. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Here's a question for you, though. <laughs> now, if we're talking about you have to remember that Picard and Data went back in time to Mark Twain because Star- they had – A lot of them have gone back in time. Starfleet had – the Enterprise D come back to Earth to show them data, and data's like, I don't know. But you have to remember, Gannon's like, I need you to go back into time. Well, a lot of them have gone back in time. Kirk and Bones went back in time uh, using uh, that gatekeeper. Remember uh, the what was that when the story of tomorrow or for goodbye forever tomorrow or whatever? Tom- I don't remember that episode. I don't remember the title, but uh, the land of tomorrow city. Thank you, Shinjo. City on the edge of forever. Thank you. Uh, that was an episode where Kirk and uh, Kirk Bones and Spock all went back in time and actually changed the timeline. Right? They had to put it back the way it was. They had to put it back the way it was uh, in order to come back. Uh, to come back. And that's and, not and the only time. TOS story that went back. I mean, you had the Enterprise flying along F-14s. I mean, we saw, yeah. we had some issues there. We did. We also had, what was it? Uh, uh, it was, I think it was, was it Final Frontier, the actual movie where they went back? Uh, no, it wasn't Final Frontier. What was the one with the whales? That was Final Frontier, wasn't it? I can't remember now. Uh, Voyage Home. uh, It was Voyage Home. Voyage Home, wasn't it? The one where they... uh, Yeah, Voyage Home was the one where they went back and talked to the whales and all this stuff. So so here's the thing. There there has already been hundreds, if not thousands, of splinters in time. And, And we're getting a little bit off topic. My question is, what do we want to see here? Do we want to see an effort... The Delta Quadrant. Thank you. <laughs> Do we want to see uh, the the attempt at at sticking with with canon? Do we want to see uh, you know to heck with canon? But we want to keep the same type of stories, and we don't really care how they they intermingle, say so, so to speak. Like like okay, Missy says I want to see something about the Delta Quadrant. Well, obviously that's not gonna gonna jive with what we've got in the game today. Okay, so but I we, don't care. Oh, okay. That, that's kind of what I'm asking. That's exactly what I'm asking. Do we want to see these officers and these ships make appearances in the game and let Scopely do their own writing? Do we want to see uh, the reiteration of stories uh, from the uh, from canon, but not necessarily be concerned with how they intermingle in the game? Data Systems Technical Ch- uh, Chief says, free flow it. Free flow it. We want to see the ships. We want to see the officers. The story can free flow. Shinjo says it doesn't matter. It's not canon because it's not on screen. Just make it interesting and, a.k.a., cheaper than it has been before. <laughs> okay? Jerry Ryan. Here, here. Uh, we want new mechanics along with new content. Commander Taylor says, I need a wormhole to another server. <laughs> Bernard uh, says, Species 8472. They can help us fight the Borg. What a great continuation of that story. 
All right. Tequila says, I want to smash Voyager off of an Enterprise. Who cares about the story? I want the goods. Starbase says, a new story would be great. Let's intermingle these characters, these ships, and create new content. Mr. Fusion says, yes, bring it all in. Huddle up Board and queen, let's, and let's make queen. it available. I want a board queen. All right. Board queen. I, you know, we were actually joking on the very last show that if we were joking about Khan potentially getting assimilated and whether or not he would overthrow the Borg Queen and become the Borg King. Uh, that, no, that would be, the Borg Queen. Yes, but that would introduce a Borg Khan officer, and I'm kind of excited about that. Just saying. No, that'd be horrible because Khan is not perfection. The Borg Queen would be like, you're not perfection. You're like the Kazon. We don't want anything to yeah, do Yeah, but he, he, he is strong enough to take over the Borg. He could defeat the Borg single-handedly. Can you imagine how no, OP that not. character could be? Yeah, I mean, imagine it from, from a gameplay perspective. We were brokenhearted when Jayla got assimilated, and we didn't even have Jayla in the daggone game. We were brokenhearted as a community that Jayla got assimilated, and now she's one of the best most sought-after officers in the game. How cool would it be to create a new con? Con, one of one. <laughs> the king, right? Cool. Major, uh, Major says, give me the Defiant. Kukar says, I would love to see new content. Please, no more iterations of Armadas. Scalyback says, I want to put all three Spocks on one ship. I want Discovery Spock, Kelvin Spock, and Nimoy on the same ship. That would be great. That would be really cool. All right. Karkin says, we've already had a board cube that was one million light years long. They will write what they want. <laughs> okay. All right. And, and that's cool. And Snake Eyes kind of wraps it up with this. My point is you may want to see that stuff, but unless their license is for likeness and, and property only, we won't see this stuff. I, Snake Eyes, I, I kind of maybe would actually argue that point. I, I believe that it would be near impossible for this game to acquire past, present, and future and yet be required to stick to canon. Besides, Star Trek Online and Star Trek Timelines aren't canon, so I don't think this game would be required to stick to canon, especially not acquiring, you know, over, uh, what, a thousand years worth of, worth of content? And when I say a thousand years, I mean story-wise. All right, you go hey, back, you go back to... the main captains. Because if I had all of the main captains on one ship, that would be like the most powerful ship out of like everything. So you think you think wave. it would be. You think it would be, but Jonathan Archer's captain's maneuver is going to be <clears throat> I don't know what would Jonathan Archer's captain <laughs> captain's maneuver be i jonathan archer was always my least favorite enterprise captain I, I i don't know why i love him as an actor i really did but as a character he was my least favorite captain uh, i don't you really would feed those cheese yeah right his little dog i know so you know i don't know there's there's a I lot do. that we can do here pop says give us shinzon I'll tell you why I don't think that's likely to happen, Pops. All right? And that that would be an interesting character introduced to the game. Uh, but if Nemesis was truly blamed for the fall of the Star Trek movie Empire, I can assure you that I don't believe Shinzon or any of his crew are going to make an appearance here. I could be wrong. I mean, obviously, we're completely, completely hypothesizing. Fusion says Discovery and the potential for a spore drive in the game is mind-blowing. Talk about having... Uh, how sweet it would be to jump to systems. And guys, that's what I, I kind of want to steer the conversation back to. So thank you, Fusion. 
I, I want to steer the conversation back to how can the game adapt to this new library? What is next? All right. So let's, uh, let's throw Canon out the window for a second. Let's get rid of Canon. Throw it out. We've got Discovery coming. How do we want to see Discovery incorporated into this game? What's the story that we want to see along with the introduction of, of Discovery and possibly her officers? And what type of new mechanics, and yes, I say, Scopely, new mechanics, all right? What do we bring with this new content? You've got the library. I think it is more important than ever for you to introduce the new library with new content and and to be clear new types of mechanics not necessarily you know a new story but but new ways to interact in the game the spore drive could be huge i mean that could be fun and and listen let's say that the spore drive fusion hey walk down this road with me let's say that the spore drive comes with an instant jump capability all right let, let's pretend for a second that this ship comes with an instant jump capability it can't be that ship has no warp like click on a system click go and it magically shows up i don't think we'll see that all right that that would be cool but i think that we got to build to that right do you think that we could see uh some type you know we have to Harvest the spores, okay? We got a, you know, a centipede says there's probably guaranteed going to be new mats in the refinery, okay? Uh, what, what do we see? How do we see Discovery being beamed in to our game? All right, Black Alert. You know, it actually could let us, um, it could let us do something where we actually interface with the mirror universe and interface with being, maybe the mirror universe being fully PvP-based, Whereas the rest of maybe the other two timelines that we could come across are more peaceful based or slightly more a mix of the two. Like maybe the, the Kelvin timeline is a mix of PVP versus PVE, whereas the entire the rest of the, the actual real canon is all PVE friendly based. Maybe. Maybe, but I want to drive it deeper. I want to get I want to get specific. What do we want to see? And 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 let me be okay, clear. First I, off, I want to see a checkoff character. I under I understand that the younger one that passed away, the family was like, "We want you to do nothing with his character." But Walter Cohen is still alive, so mm-hmm. I would like to have a checkoff character. That would actually be phenomenal. I mean, I, listen. The snipe says Arcady is checkoff, but. I mean, that is one noticeable absence from this game that we've had. Uh, you know, there there will be players out there that say, hey, let's get Walter Koenig in here before we do anything, <laughs> right? To actually complete the story, to actually give us checkoff. Panther says flight time on a spore drive would equal warp time plus 10,000%. Effectively, an instant jump. All right. Um, how are we going to... How are we going to make this work? Is it going to be a ship that requires a token to go into black alert? Is it a ship that just now... Na- because I'm here to tell you, if if the Discovery is introduced in the game and has no warp timers to go anywhere, that's what a lot of people are going to use. <laughs> okay? A lot of people are just going to use that. So... Uh, of course, I guess it depends on its abilities and what it's going to be able to do. Uh, and there's a lot of speculation here. And to be further... 
uh, to be further clear, I have no idea what Scopely, if anything, has already written. I have no clue. All right, and that's why this conversation is more of a of a of a imagination uh, type meeting. This is a a product planning meeting. What do we want to see? All right, because we have no idea how much they've already prepared. Okay, so let's uh, let's move forward. We've got discovery in a couple of months, possibly. All right, with the co- uh, coinciding with the drop of season three. What's next? What's next? Ferengi officers for mining. Okay, Quark could make an appearance in the game. Sure, is that? I mean, is that what you want to see next? Because I'd probably want to see. I mean, I don't no, know. No, I want the Delta Quadrant. Dang it! I mean, okay. To tell me how you incorporate that. How do you do it? How does that fit our game? Well, I mean, if you think about it, we have the Alpha Quadrant and the Beta Quadrant. We've already been to the Gamma Quadrant because of DS9. So maybe no. either the Delta Quadrant about the game. or Gamma Quadrant, and we have a Bajoran sect. Talking about the Cardassian, game. Or we can do a Delta Quadrant where we have, where we you know you have the Talaxians, you have the Ocampa, you have the two caretakers, you know, in the system. Then you have the big fight with the Q Continuum that we have to deal with then you have species 8472 so i mean there could be ways it could be done so we make the game unplayable <laughs> i mean yeah what well, i think we, i think what we need to discuss is is how it fits the narrative of our game today and i'm not mac i'm not saying you know put it in the mold that we've got because i do want that mold to expand but it doesn't need to be a totally different game Okay, uh, we, we need we need new mechanics and new ideas within the mold that we've got. But I'm here to tell you, if we want them to go back and, and rewrite the core architecture of the game, it's not happening. It's not happening. So, you know, what do we what what do we do here? What do we do with the map that we've got? I mean, I'm sure the map could potentially be expanded. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that from a programming perspective or an engineering perspective what all is possible. I'm just saying what, is, what are the simple things? Let's, let's not talk about adding a galaxy, Misty. Let's talk about, you know. What How about fixing bugs first that need to be fixed before they add new Oh, content? dear Lord, this conversation again. They, they, they fix bugs every single sprint. And I, for one, I mean, we, we've talked about this. We've talked about this, guys. Every single time that they do a maintenance upgrade and they and they you know they release the bug fixes, and then we go in and say we want new content. That's all we've said for the last month. We need new content. We need new mechanics. We need new, 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 new. And then, and then as soon as they do and a bug is introduced, why don't they stop everything and fix bugs? This is preposterous. I want no more bugs. I want to wait three months on new content for bugs, and then two weeks later. And by the way, I've called this. Okay, I have 1,000% called this. After two weeks or three weeks, we get bored of whatever we have and be like, God, this game is so stale. We need new content. We need new mechanics. All right, come on, guys. Pick a side. But here's the thing. Every time I do one of their surveys, I'm like, fix bug A, B, C, D, and E. I'm going, you keep adding new content, and guess what? Old bugs aren't being fixed. Yes, they I are. I've reported multiple bugs, and nothing's happened. So, tell me a bug. Tell me a bug that's still happening for you. And I'm not. By the way, I'm not claiming that there aren't any bugs. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm, I'm just simply saying. 
I'm saying okay, so, that, that there absolutely have been bugs that have been worked on, and some bugs still exist, of course. I understand that. I, the bug that I'm still getting is your internet connection has failed. My internet connection is fine because I'm going, uh, people, I'm streaming Netflix and my husband's playing on his cell phone. So it's not, it's not my ISP, and it's not my phone, and I've already updated the game. What, what message are you talking crashes about? crashes 50,000 times a day. I think that's an exaggeration. 50,000 times a day. Okay, 50,000 <laughs> is an exaggeration. Only <laughs> Listen, in, in all seriousness, sure, we've talked about stability. All right, I know that that's a thing. It's still a thing for me. We've absolutely talked about stability. Okay. Um, can uh, combat state lock where you are stuck in combat uh, with a ship that says it's in combat? Kasani, I have heard some players coming back with that. Ironically, that yep. is not one that I've experienced. Okay, now I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I that's have. not at all what I'm saying. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist because I've heard more than one person talk about it. Uh, what I'm you saying have a though. Account now, right? Uh, yes, that's yeah, right. I'm on a test server now. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that that some of this stuff has been addressed. All right. It may not be 100% fixed, but some of it's had to have been addressed because I haven't had it in a while. So for me, at least, it's been fixed. Okay? So, yeah, okay, I, I'm not here to talk about... I'm, you, listen, but listen. it hasn't been fixed for me. Okay, like, that's We have that's more fine. dead nodes that don't work or like Fake you news. go to click on it and it says 9,514 and you go to try to go land on it. Oh, if you land on it, you're going to lose your peace shield. And it doesn't even show a ship there. All right, so here's and what I, I reported to Scopely. All right, here's what I want. First of all, and I've said this before too, reports to Scopely don't mean anything unless you provide the evidence. So I'm assuming that you have taken video and that you've sent that along with your ticket to Scopely, correct? Yes, I have. All right, shoot me the video. I want to see it. Send me video that you have taken, like, say, today or yesterday and shoot it to me in PM. I want to actually see it. Because these bugs, um, like that I one in particular, send you video in, on Discord. You can send it in private message; it'll work. Or throw it up in OneDrive and send me a link. Okay. And, and again, I am okay. mov- I'm moving on from this subject because I don't want to talk about bugs today. All right. I I know bugs exist. Bugs will always exist. This game will never be bug free. I get that. But I have also come in here and and one thousand percent claimed accurately. By the way, that we as a community are like cattle all right sorry if that's offensive to you okay but we want what we can't have all right if they stopped all content development to work on bugs then we'd be complaining that we're bored all right so and 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 by the way let's let's assume this point too does it have to be that every single scopely employee is working on one thing or the other maybe there are teams working on both things at the same time maybe all right. I mean, that makes sense, right? Some people are working on content. Some other people are working on bugs. All right. That's a thing. <laughs> okay. Now, Callus brings up a really good point, and then I want to go back uh, to, to more imagination. Okay. Callus says, my only fear with this massive content acquisition is the game becoming all about the dailies already now with so many chores that need to be done each day just to keep up. There's barely any time for rating or pvp oh buddy i am a million percent with you a million percent with you if we continue adding stuff into the game i i don't know what you do here um so let's talk about dailies just for a second let's talk about dailies for just a minute do we want to see 
uh, scaling back on the required amounts to do these dailies? Do we want to actually see some of the daily missions removed? What is it that we do about the dailies? Because actually I know that this is a, a conversation that I have had with them in the past. Is just that the daily, the daily chores, as you described them, Kasani, the daily chores uh, are getting longer and longer. <laughs> okay, so what what could we do? Morgul says different dailies on on different days, like different goals on different days. Um, yes, that that would be cool. Okay, yeah, that that might be a good idea. The day In, increase the rewards by at least fifty percent. Is well, it also depends on your who you're like. Sorry, if you're like good with the Klingons or Romulans or fit. And I'm just going if you're only one faction right now, because I know if you, if you're dual or triple, your, your dailies are astronomical. But for me, it takes me three hours to complete my dailies. And then the rest of the time I can do whatever I want. I completed my dailies by nine 30 this morning. So all I've been doing is missions and killing people because yeah, I can. Okay. I, I And listen, I'm not saying that the dailies are hard, guys. That's not at all what I'm saying. My dailies, for me, at my level, they're super easy. They just take time. <laughs> they take time. All right? It's not that it, they're not even challenging anymore. They are just cumbersome. Okay? They're cumbersome. Um, the required just amount of work. Listen, in the very beginning of the game, when you had to kill 25 hostiles and mine 5,000 of this or that with your envoy that was much slower, okay? That was great. And, and as you level up your faction ships and they mine so much faster, uh, you know, that the mining is not a thing. It, it's just the core, it's the core math, all right? Even now, mining for one of my factions takes me... Uh, maybe uh, if I'm uninterrupted, about an hour, okay? And I'm mining really fast, guys. I'm mining at twenty-five to 30000 an hour. So I can get mine done in about an hour per faction, all right? But that's still, you know, and, and I could be doing two at a time, okay? Uh, but then I'm also doing Swarm, and I'm doing Borg. And even though Borg aren't a part of the dailies, you're getting two chests a day, Okay, so I'm just saying that there's a lot to do. And I think Scopely actually fully knows this. All right, so I think that's a great comment is as we are looking at expanding this content, an overhaul of the daily daily missions are going to be important. Okay, Ape says you don't have to do everything every day. But Ape, here's the thing. The the rewards are so minuscule that you have to take every free thing that you can get. I mean, you literally have to take every ounce of free stuff that you can get to, I mean, because we, we don't get enough as it is, so we're not going to give up stuff. You, you see what I'm saying? So we, we have to be able, I think you could solve it. I think you, I think, sorry, I'm stuttering here. You could leave the dailies alone if they were quintupled in value. All right. And I and I'm not even talking uncommon or or you know, cra- I'm talking about just basic resources. If just if they were just increased in just basic resources, then it would be easier to skip one. Right now, okay? As of today, folks, and I didn't take a picture of this, but I mean I I can send you a picture uh tomorrow, but today I completed 100% of my missions except for my four-hour chest. I haven't done that yet. All right, I've done everything. I've opened all the chests. And uh, the point that I'm making with that is that I got 3.6 million steel. 
All right. And, and by the way, I'm triple faction. I did every faction daily. I did all of my generic dailies. I even did the building. I even did the research one. I did the power increase one. The only thing I haven't yet done today is my four uh, is collecting my three four-hour chests. Data, but you're missing the point. Data says that was never intended, that we did that to ourselves. Again, you're not hearing my point. I'm talking about the rewards of the dailies. The rewards of the dailies. Okay, I out of out of. You, hang DJ. on, Missy. Hang on, please. How long does Missy, it take hang on. To repair yeah. your most expensive ship. How long does it take to repair my most expensive ship? Uh, nine and Hour a half. Nine and a half hours. Okay, I would. What I would like to see is I would like to see them cut the repair time cost in half, because a lot of us do have to kill. You know the. We have the 528s we have to kill, then the 29s, and then we have, okay, you have to go kill, for me, I have to go kill Romulan or Klingon at level 36 and 37. But if it takes five hours for my most powerful ship to do that, Do you actually wait five I'm hours? I'm running out of speed-ups. How many speed-ups do you have right now? Let me check. Hold on. I'm yeah. triple faction locked, and I have about six thousand. Yeah, I've got I've got tens of thousands of repair speedups. Um, now, I'm not saying that that's that's you know that could be a pain point for some players. I'm not saying that it's not okay. Um, but yeah, use them. Why would you wait? I I I literally don't think I can actually legitimately tell you the last time I waited on a repair timer. Anybody? I mean, I I'm teasing a little bit, but I mean. Only by choice. I repaired it. Just let it repair overnight. Yeah. Shinjo says I have 17,000 repair speedups. Uh, if you are completely out of repair speedups, then you're actually not doing enough dailies. Okay? You're not doing the dailies. Okay? So I think a bigger complaint is one like Mac has, where he spent $250 million to lithium to get a 16-minute reduction on his repair time. That one's probably a little bit, you know, that one's probably the, yeah. the bigger gripe, okay, is that the scale of the research didn't help him enough. But, yeah, repair speed up. Sorry, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy on that. Commander Taylor says he has 25,000 30 minute speed ups. I have 13,000, Taylor. You got me you got me by double. <laughs> okay? So yeah, repair speed ups, I, you know, if that's a pain point for you, then you need to get with a player that has thousands and thousands of them because you're doing something wrong. Okay? Because everybody that I'm seeing right here has more than enough repair speed ups. Okay? So so you're going to have to figure these out. You're going to have to figure it out what you're doing wrong because you are doing something wrong if you have no repair speedups, okay? Uh, no beer for you, 12,030 minutes. Debt dealer, 9,030 minutes. Morgul says, I only have 544, which is still, I mean, you could use those, okay? But, I mean, because you're, you're also accumulating something like 90 or 100 a day. Um, I but, posted in a chat what mm, I have. Okay. Um, uh, what are you, you have thousands. What are you complaining about? You you have you have thousands. You've got plenty, Misty. What, what what's the problem here? You, you're literally holding thousands. <laughs> for, Use them. Using it. She even has five hours. For speed my ups, salad, I can't. Yeah, it's five I can't get hours. Any of them I only have twenty-two five-hour speedups. So I tried to like. You have three thousand fifteen-minute speedups. All right. So yes. Yeah. 
you don't have to use them in, in like you know bulk like that. Like you you could use for a for a five hour repair, you can use 15, 15 minute speed ups. You have three thousand two hundred of them to do a five hour repair. It only takes fifteen. All right. Yes, I am a hoarder. I'm no, but it's okay. It's okay to accumulate those. It's okay to have these built up, but don't complain about speed up time when you're not going to use them. My gosh, use well, it. I mean, I do use them, but what I'm saying is that they could like do a reduction. No, but no, they're not going to do a reduction. And and here's why I wouldn't even ask for one because they're more than generous enough with the speed ups. Look at the chat right now. People have tens of thousands. There's no point in reducing the speed up time because Scopely has already addressed that problem with the repair speed ups. I mean, it's already it's already handled. Just use the the speed ups that they're giving you. They have already reduced the amount of repair time that you need to endure by improving the flow of speed ups. Clearly, to a point where it, I'll never say this. Don't take this the wrong way, but I mean they they have overcompensated. We have more speed ups than we're consuming. Okay, now don't take that the wrong way, Scopely. That's not what I'm saying. But what what I am saying is repair times are not an issue for me. Not an issue. Because we have more than enough speed-ups to use. Now, let us get back. <laughs> I don't How did we get off this topic? We started with bugs and then, and then speed-ups? I don't know. Let's get, back to, let's get back to the happy place. Let's fixing get, the dailies? Fixing the dailies. Yeah, that's, that's, you're exactly right. That's where we went off the rails. Shame on me. <laughs> fixing I, the I, dailies. Think, <laughs> I think you should increase PVE rewards by 50% at least. Uh, and I, I think that will help to alleviate Borg that will help to alleviate with swarms and that and uh that will help to alleviate with faction uh you mean reduce the required effort by 50 percent or increase their payout because if you increase their payout it's got to be more than 50 percent well for Borg you're going to need to increase the payout right so so that we can <laughs> refine and get that done uh with uh with uh, uh you can reduce the effort with swarms and you can re- or reduce the pay or re- uh, excuse me up the payout in swarm biominerals um and then with the faction hunt i think the faction hunt's probably fine as far as how long it actually takes to do and the i i yeah i can increase mining speed so increase that you're talking about i don't see i don't even think you need an increase in biominerals i think the mechanics are fine it's just literally the payout it's the actual payout i'm not opposed to the mechanic of the dailies but if i'm going to do that work if i'm going to spend that time i need more resources out of it all right i take you back you know and well, again on the swarm side that's fine I, I take you back to the comment made by you know one of our best friends on this show all right uh, the comment was made that he literally cannot repair his ship a single time based on what's given out in daily rewards there, you know that that's an issue maybe one thing that we could look on i like that idea snake eyes we already have dailies let's look at weekly and monthly rewards of course the argument could be made that they've got that in the seven and ten day chest but the seven and ten day chest don't have any resources maybe we just look at overhauling the seven and ten day chest you know maybe that would be a really easy solution to this whole thing is is just dump a bunch of, of resources into the seven and thirty day chests that could be that could be something too. Make but again, mi- 
Make rating great again. Make rating great again. And again, I, I'm not trying to get on to a mechanics thing. I, I want to go back to content. I want to go back to content. Uh, and so I appreciate the, the constructive criticism here, and I know Scopely's listening. And, and to be perfectly frank with you, I know that they're looking at dailies. Okay, I know that for a fact. I don't think that's something I can't share. I know that they're looking at time required for dailies. I don't know where they're at with it. I just know it's been discussed. Okay, so uh, we can we can move on from that. Now let's get back to let's get back to content. As a matter of fact, you know what? Here, let's do let's do this. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to spend the last 15, 20 minutes on actual content. Okay, let's get to what we want to see in the game, how we want to see it iterated, how we want to see it introduced. Because as of yet, we really haven't even given Scopely anything. Here we are, an hour and a half in, <laughs> and we haven't given them anything yet. What do we want to see? content wise and and we're going to break it down this is where we're going to give our our checklist all right it's coming up right after the break my name is ultimate djs i'm your host of talking trek live this is star trek fleet command's official podcast we'll return in a moment this program is made possible in part by a grant from tombstone pizza now introducing new low-priced poppers grave pizza it's the political rom-com that's mailing it in when harris met biden joe biden had the audacity to choose a black woman to be his running mate. I don't remember that ever happening. A presidential nominee needs a running mate who understands his unconventional ways. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. How incredible is that? And finding her is an unforgettable experience. Rapidly rising uh, with, uh, I don't know. uh, uh... Let's sit back and think about this. When Harris met Biden. Now playing on Zoom and coming soon to a protest near you. It's the airplane thriller that's beating the competition. Flight Club. Excuse me, ma'am. You need to wear a mask. Ah, That's it, lady. You're going down. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Commercial airline brawls are taking off. Sir, you have to wear a mask. Yeah, I got your mask right here, pal. Because some people are bringing extra baggage. Meet me on Delta Flight 1581, and we'll all go apeshit. Flight Club, the film that everybody's talking about. First rule of Flight Club, you do not talk about Flight Club. Exactly. Shh. Appreciate you guys all being here. Welcome back into the show. Fun will now commence. That's right, 7 of 9. Thank you. 
Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. You're listening to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'd like to welcome you in to the show as we continue our conversation about the IP acquisition of the past, present, and future of Star Trek. So now during the commercial break, a couple of you guys are throwing out some other other comments. Uh, Patron St. Nick says no new content until they make targeting great again. Uh, and again, I, I know, again, bugs are, are there. I know that they're working on some of these things. Uh, but but again, I think it's a mistake to, to not introduce content because then you're just abandoning the player base who wants new content. All right. Uh, you guys are continuing your conversation about the requirements of the dailies uh, and the requirements of completing everything that could be done on a daily basis for the minimal payout. And again, I think we've reiterated that. I think Scopely is aware of that. Uh, somebody talking about the player market. Um, to be honest with you, I I know this is not a popular opinion, but me personally, I've given up hope on a player market. Now, I recycle a bin, some type of refinery that allows us to recycle some of this stuff, so be it. But an actual player market, I just think it's it's beyond it's beyond the capabilities of what we've got right now. Now, we could see some type of alliance store, alliance bank, maybe the ability to donate some items into a central holding facility at some point. Maybe that would be cool. Okay, I, I don't know, but you know, an actual player driven market like what you guys are seeing in another new game right now, I don't I don't ever see that happening. Okay, uh, getting back. Thank you, Trash. I appreciate it. Thank you, Trash Panda. Getting back to what I wanted to discuss today for about the last 10-15 minutes. What do we want to see introduced? Trash Panda says it would make sense to follow a timeline. Let's start with Enterprise. Go to Discovery, the original series, Enterprise B and C, uh, the next generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise E, Picard, etc., etc. That's a long time to wait for my Captain Picard, man. It's a long time to wait, Trash, for me to get Commander Riker and uh, Commander Data. <laughs> I don't want to wait that long, all right? But that also brings up a conversation of what does the new development cycle need to be. Now that we've got literally 50 years worth of content, do we need to spend three or four months on a single story? You know, uh, this is uh, this is actually something I was talking to Panic about the other day. It, it, do we do we feel the need to stretch out content for three, you know, for an entire quarter now that you've got literally fifty years worth of, of stories to come back to? I mean, literally thousands of hours of television stories and movie stories. Do we need to take one single story and stretch it out? Do we believe? Uh, does Scopely believe? that they are capable of churning out brand new mechanics and brand new uh, content on a monthly basis. Man, that would be great. You know, you know what? You want to make – Mac, let me ask you this question, and I'm not, I'm not offering an out to Scopely. I'm just – I, I kind of want to gauge your opinion because Mac has been one of the most vocal uh, opponents of the, of the mechanics stalemate, so to speak. He has been one of the most vocal advocates for increasing and creating new hooks – and new mechanics in the game. So I would like to ask Mac a question if he's here. Uh, Snake Eyes, maybe tag him if, in case he got distracted, but I, I definitely... Okay, thank you, Mac. He's here. Thank you for always listening, too, by the way. I, I have this question of you. Would you feel less frustrated uh, with a, an event arc if it literally was just 23 days on a singular story? As in, if we didn't have... 
seven days of officer shard recruitment, if we didn't have six days of armadas, if we didn't have, you know, six days of faction hunt, I mean, if we condensed everything down to 22 days, and but it was a different story, a slightly new mechanic, and nothing, nothing mind-blowing, okay, I'm not talking about, you know, rehashing the game, I'm just saying, would you, ex- would you be more satisfied with a constant churn of story and content even if we were using a lot of familiar hooks? Or do you like the idea of 90-day arcs but want to see new hooks? Because me personally, I would be much less frustrated with the outlaws if this 90 days was just 30. Okay, does anybody else have an opinion? Mac is saying, uh, I think the story arcs could definitely be condensed. I would not expect new mechanics on a monthly basis, maybe quarterly or semi-annual, but giving us new missions and new stories on a monthly basis would be great. Oh my gosh, look how many people are agreeing with him. Jerry Ryan says, I'm good with that. Captain Shady, oh, he wasn't talking about that. Uh, Dirty Bird Bill says, uh, depending on how far you want to stretch it, this could be a five-year content expansion. Okay, not really what I was... Snake Eyes says, that's just what we need. Pop says, <laughs> I'm not suggesting a new ship. Pops Pop says, buy a new ship and tear it up and 23 days every month. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm not suggesting a new ship every month, guys. Like Mac just said, I'm not expecting new mechanics every month, but keeping it fresh, keeping it interesting, giving us at, at least the story. The battle pass, I think we've determined, is kind of here to stay. All right, And one of the cooler aspects of the Battle Pass, aside from the rewards, are the stories, at least for me. Okay, So Starbase saying, listen, as a general rule, uh, a story a month and maybe every three to four months, uh, revisit a new ship or a new mechanic or a new hook. Okay? Cinepig says yes. Bellamorte says 100%. Shinjo agrees, saying by the end of the third arc, it just feels like it's just dragging it out. All right. Ape says 30 days with new story arcs, but new hooks and new types of mechanics quarterly. All right. Bernard, on the other hand, says I'm okay with the current duration of the arc. Uh, Bernard, are you talking about the monthly arc or are you talking about like the quarterly arc? Because we're in Outlaws Arc 3 and I feel like three months is too long for this mechanic. You know, Uh, Snake Eye says this month Outlaws, next month Separatist, next month Augment, next month New Arc. Uh, You know, keep it fresh. All right. Arnie says Outlaws certainly seems to be uh, a six-month-plus one, so we're early on in the faction store still. Yes, but look at Borg. Same thing. We're early with that. We don't have to make it a tentpole event for us to continue progressing it. Okay? Uh, Jerry Ryan says uh, the problem could be that they can't narrate or code any faster. Prove me wrong. That's kind of what I'm I'm getting at. I'm not saying it's not a challenge, Scopely. I'm just saying now that we've got so much more of a library, can we work on this stuff faster? Can the deployment be faster uh, now that we're not buying time on a limited one Kelvin timeline? You know, I'm just saying now that you've got literally unlimited resources, the speed of development, I think, is going to be your next thing i think that needs to speed up and just my opinion wicked witch same thing three arcs is too long 
One story a month would be phenomenal. Mac says, I would have liked it if this particular arc was condensed to two weeks. Well, it's only three anyway, Mac. They usually do 23 days, right? Uh, or maybe 24, so it's basically three weeks on, one week off, okay? Uh, Mac says, even if it's two weeks of events over a 30-day period, it doesn't have to be all outlaw every day. You're running officer shard recruitments just to run them. All right, and I agree with that. How many days have we had officer recruit as, like, the main event? And that's, that's just unnecessary. If we don't have enough content to fill the arc, we shouldn't be dragging the arc along. All right, Max says too many Mudmata days too, especially for the rate of acquisition. Double the rate of acquisition of directives and you might be able to get away with it. But right now, no one player can complete the entire thing without being forced to spend. And here we are. Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman says, same thing. I'm tapped. I need a minute to resupply. Folks, uh, Jerry Ryan wrote, wrote in capital letters, I don't want to recruit anymore. I'm done recruiting. I've done all the recruiting I want to do. I, I think that this is, this is good. This, I, I know we spent an hour and a half getting here, but this is good. Um, this is the part that I want Scopely to hear, and I, and I think that, that, it will, that it will fall on to the right people hearing it, guys. All right? Um, to speed up the development cycle, even if it is just the story, okay? And then, yes, be working on hooks. Give us something cool. Uh, give us something, something cool in the background. Give us something that, that is new and exciting, something that is actually new and exciting. Panic, okay? Uh, you know, once a quarter or once every five, six months. I think the expectations of your players um, are, are reasonable, now that you have an unlimited supply of material in which to use. I understand why you made it drag out a little bit when you only had three movies that you could use. All right? I get it why you wanted to stretch that out a little bit. But now, all bets are off. All bets are off, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? You, you've, got, you've got everything now. You've got it all. And now it's time for us to jam out a little bit content a little bit quicker. Hi, your writing team is not going to be pleased to hear me uh, say this, but the writing team needs to get crack-a-lacking. All right? The, the actual missions are now going to become an interesting part because they're not going to be stretched out so far that we forget about it. You know? And Truck and Chick is going to start a hashtag that says, hashtag make dailies fun again. And I don't disagree with that. All right. Uh, guys, your mics are potted up. I'm going to give you the final word. Three minutes, and then we're going to play our game and get out of here on time. Community, you got three minutes. Who would like to, uh, who would like to step up and offer your comments on new content alone? I literally will disconnect you. I will, I will pot you off. I will disconnect you like that caller who rants in at the radio station. I will cut you off if you talk about anything other than new content. You got three minutes. Somebody speak up and go. <laughs> I oh my god I actually understood what he said that was Scaly uh, responding to a question that we asked 47 minutes ago and <laughs> he says bring us Q I actually heard what he said I heard that he said bring us Q uh, that would be a great character alright that's Scaly's number one character that he would like to see come in bring us Q anybody else go ahead and pop up <clears throat> I is you know, everybody talks about wanting new uh, mechanics. What type of mechanics do people want? 
Um, okay, good question. Probably not something we have time for in three minutes. But, uh, Mac, real quick, uh, and, and I don't know if you can come in voice because it might take you a second to type it out, but Mac has always been a very, propo- a very big proponent of new hooks, new mechanics, and his mechanics involve things like uh, utility boosts for accomplishing certain tasks, uh, ships that allow you to repair in the midst of battle. Like, for example, instead of having to go back to base, you could have like a repair ship with you uh, that you could dock at and get repairs, uh, or types of survey ships that allow you to share resources with your neighbor, things like that. Uh, cloaking, uh, uh, trash, I think even you and maybe Wham had talked about this last week. Uh, cloaking, uh, turbo boost. Uh, super pursuit mode <laughs> okay just like little uh little uh utility items that we could use in the game that could stem from anywhere it could stem from research it could stem from uh items that are acquired it could stem from uh avatars okay uh max says let us beam cargo off of other miners or stations um, you know, changing crew in space, that would be a good one, you know, like being able to change your captain or whatnot uh, in space. So a couple of different, you know, mechanics that, uh, that, that could, I don't know, maybe easily and maybe not so easily, I don't know, but those are the types of hooks that we're looking at. Something to change the actual way the game is played. Something that is not narrative-related, not a story, but actual... Uh, different things to do, different things that are tracked or different ways to strategize in the game. A new event, for example, like capture the flag, uh, using wormholes or tractor beams, all right? Power destroyed type events, um, you know, th- things like that, okay? That, that's what we're looking at. Uh, Jerry Ryan says equipable items for ships, being able to customize your loadout, uh, things like that, more ways to help the Alliance, transwarp conduits, um, NPC raid and defend bases as events, okay? Have, a, have an NPC base that you uh, would, you know, attack or defend from the galaxy. Uh, in PvP, giving the ability to flee or cancel battle, being able to run in the middle of battle. Um, you know, a floating alliance base for alliance members to stop by and repair. If you've got a, a big raid defense going on and you could dock in a, a star base repair place, that way other people, you know, don't have to warp in and out. Okay? Just, just things like that. And, that. and guys, I've gone for two minutes on little mechanics and i say little i apologize scopely i'm sure all of these sound actually very difficult i don't know how difficult it would be to incorporate into the game but these are some of the ideas some of the creative ideas that your community has been able to to provide you with ways that we'd like to see this game improve pop says repairing more than one ship at a time allowing us to build defense and claim systems as territories okay uh being able to uh, maybe reorganize and reshuffle around officers. So many officers now uh, that that needs a little bit of work, okay? Uh, instead of regular armadas, how about PvP armadas where multiple groups can go against each other or team up, all right? Uh, you're talking almost like alliance-level alliances, okay? Uh, you know, things like that, group PvP, so, yeah, there's, there's a couple of ideas. Some fun stuff that, that could be dangled uh, to Scopely and say, hey, listen, what's the feasibility of, of bringing some of this stuff in? Now that we've got the stories to go with it, you can absolutely write a story to explain any one of these things, right? 
you could write a story to explain any one of these new mechanics that are coming out. And guess what? You've satisfied the content, you've satisfied the mechanic, and you've satisfied the community. Right? And, and Skippy says, and just as a reminder, let's make it all cheaper. <laughs> okay? Very good. Uh, guys, anything else? I'm going to give you 30 more seconds. Anybody else want to pop up and offer an idea on content? All right? Maybe the story. What do we want to see in the game? 60 more seconds, and then we're going to take a break. Well, not take a break. We'll play our game. Get ready to roll. Dreamweaver says open up after level 50. <laughs> level 51, bro. Level 51, bro. Yeah. Level 51. I can I can totally see. What are you going to do? Are all of your videos just going to be trashed when they open up after level 50? <laughs> because they, it won't be it won't matter anymore, right? Level 50 won't be the best anymore. So funny. It'll, it'll just mean more victims. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ape says, bring in the USS Vengeance. All right. Raxanar says, bring in the Dyson Sphere bases for all alliances. All right. Scalyback says, bring Actually, us- that would be a cool mechanic. Put a Dyson Sphere as the NPC base to, to raid. There you go. All right. Cool. 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 Level 70, bro. Level 70. Level- I was thinking more of a, a base that you can have your alliance have their bases inside for downtime there you go uh dreamweaver says i'd love to see some story involving the dominion that would be great all right very cool stuff here guys good stuff anybody else last couple seconds go ahead Uh, somebody whoever that was is extremely quiet i don't know who that was but please you're gonna have to speak up a little bit if you want us to hear you go ahead sorry it's um zero cool um even just the ability to reskin your base from the Kelvin timeline to a TNG, just give a bit of variety. Yeah, okay, so some extra skins or some different uh, graphics or visuals in the game. Okay, I'm down with that. Uh, very good. Well, guys, I think that that is uh, the summation of a very good conversation. And Scopely, uh, let me be, I know I'm not the first, okay? But let me offer my congratulations on the acquisition of the property. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. I think it's super exciting, not only as a company, but as your player. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm very excited for what it can bring. I, I hope and pray that we use good sense with it (laughs) all right and when i when i say that i mean please excuse me i'm dying here please keep your player base in mind as you're creating this stuff and and let's focus now i mean this is a great uh, chapter turn this is a great opportunity to wipe the slate clean and move forward as partners with your community in ways to develop new content and, and listen, guys, don't be fooled for a second if you think this acquisition was cheap. I bet it was not, <laughs> okay? I don't know. I wasn't in that conversation. I wasn't a part of that meeting. I don't know what the contract looks like. But I would imagine this acquisition was not cheap. So asking Scopely to remove monetization will never happen. However, Scopely, please, let's, let's use this as, as a new chapter, all right. This is the next step in your evolution as a gaming company. This is your next step in working with your community, and let's do it together. 
let's let's work together. Bounce some ideas off of us. Let us come back to you with some ideas, and and let's be very careful in what events we choose to monetize and what we don't. Listen, we're never going to say don't monetize stuff, but I think it was said on the last podcast, like, hey, listen, one or two events here and there that are just pure, grinded out, gritty uh, skill and 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 strategy. Let us have some of those. Let us have some of those. And even if they're included in the tentpole, okay, um, you know, a, a price reduction of this game may be great for this game. It could be wonderful for the player base to come in and start feeling really warm and fuzzy about what we've got moving forward. This is the clean break. This is the opportunity that both the community and Scopely has been waiting for. This is a new game as of now. You have 50 years of content that you can use, whereas limited to three movies before. You, you, you got this. You got this. Work with us. We would love to work back with you. I, I, tr- I promise you, trust me when I say, you come out to the community and say, guys, this is what we're working on. What do you think? Ain't nobody going to knock you for trying that. I promise. Okay? Even if it's six months down the road, even if it's six months down the road, you come out and say, hey, listen, we're working on this, guys. It's probably going to be spring before we get it. But we wanted to run something by you. What do you think about this? What if we did this or did that? Buddy, I guarantee you, not only are you going to create excitement about the future of this game, you're going to keep players engaged. You're going you're to have players say, my gosh, remember what they said here about six months ago? There's something that they're working on? I can't wait for that. That'd be cool. That'll be great. I can't wait for the USS Vengeance. All right, that sounds like a great ship. I can't wait for the Spore Drive. That sounds like it's going to save me a lot of time in the game. All right, do that. Your player base gets excited, and you hype. You get creative, and your player base gets hyped and creative with you, and happy players spend money. (laughs) That's a fact. Happy players spend money. All right, I I know I would. I (laughs) I know, I know a lot of people would. They're saying right now in the, in the chat, I've got money to give. I just need to be excited about it again. All right? And get rid of that Latinum for $99. Someone might accidentally buy that. Actually, Dreamweaver people have. People have legit bought that. It's actually happened. <laughs> Gregory admitted on this show that he bought it before. So, yeah, funny, funny, funny. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Appreciate you guys all being here. Why don't we play a game? All right, here's the game. We're going to do a little deal or no deal. And uh, we're going to take a player here in just a second. I'm pulling up my random number generator right now. I'm sorry, I'm starting to lose my voice, which is unusual. That never happens to me. All right, we need to find us a player, don't we? My apologies. I'll get in here and do it. Vita's bot, please find me. A winner. Vita's bot has pulled DeHagas. DeHagas, congratulations to you. All right, DeHagas, you're my player today. Congratulations to you. You get an opportunity to play the game. Let's make a deal, deal or no deal. I've got a deal, DJ's deal. Whatever deal you want to call it, all right? If you would, please do me a favor and choose a chest between 1 and 20. DeHagas, 1 and 20. That'll be your chest. It stays a secret until the end. DeHagas is going with chest number 11. Let me write this down. Bum, bum. 
<sighs> All right, chest number 11 for DeHagas. Got it. All right, random number generator pulled up chest number three. That's DJ's chest, and that's the one we're going to play with. Chest number three. Here we go. All right, let me find the games. Today, DeHagas, I'm going to let you choose. I've got a game of Fake News or Florida, or where'd it go? Or I've got a game of Steakhouse or Gay Bar you can play. Fake News or Florida, Steakhouse or Gay Bar, you get to choose. DeHagas is going with Steakhouse or Gay Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get it on. All right, DeHagas, first of all, I'm going to tell you what you're playing for. Chest number three contains the following items. Chest number three contains 100 million steel. All right, chest number three. Oh, it's not. What am I saying? De, de, oh, DeHagas? 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 Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> DeHagas. All right, you're playing for chest number three, which has 100 million steel in it. All right, that's my chest. Your chest, you might be able to pick something else. All right, uh, here we go. Steakhouse or gay bar? Business number one. The Horsehead, Eugene, Oregon. Steakhouse or gay bar, DeHagas? DeHagas says that's a steakhouse, and unfortunately, you got that one wrong. That one is a gay bar, the Horsehead. How about Jimmy's Hideaway, Provincetown, Massachusetts? Jimmy's Hideaway. Steakhouse or gay bar, DeHagas? DeHagas says that's a gay bar. That is also incorrect. That was a steakhouse. All right, 0 for 2. Here we go. How about the pickle jar? Falmouth, Massachusetts. The pickle jar. Steakhouse or gay bar, DeHagas? Uh, DeHagas says that that is a gay bar. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, it's a steakhouse. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. We're, we, that's all right. You can't get them all wrong, okay? You, you literally can't. Here we go. Let's try number four. Uh, Charlie's, Pocatello, Idaho. Charlie's, Steakhouse or Gay Bar? All right. He says that's a steakhouse. Oh. Yeah. The haggis. This is not going well for you, okay? Uh, here we go. Business number five. Business number five. The Brick House. Bend, Oregon. Brick House. Steakhouse or gay bar? <laughs> the Haggis says that's a steakhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, got one right. Good job. All right. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Let's let's move right along. Let's move right along. Hold on. We got to make a deal now. We got to make a deal. You got one, which means I'm going to offer you 20 million steel. Or I'm going to give you 20% of the contents of your chest, chest number 11. 20 million steel is what I'm going to buy your chest back for. What do you want to do? The Haggis says I want to keep chest number 11. Chest number 11 contains... Let's take a look at the list. Chest number 11 contains... And uh, let's see, you got one right, right? So you're going to get 40%. Sorry, 40%. I said 20. You're going to get 40% of the contents of chest number 11. Uh, and I think that was a wise trade, my friend. Good job. I'm going to hook you up with 400 Uncommon Mud Mata Directives. 400 Uncommon Mud Mata Directives. That was the contents of chest number 11. 400 Mud Mata Directives. Congratulations to you. And thank you for playing 400 Mud Mata Directives.
All right, very good. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, thank you for playing. Thank you for being a listener to Haggis. As always, I appreciate it. Anybody have any final thoughts, any closing items before we get ready to go? Uh, By the way, you know what? I forgot to mention this earlier. I know we talked about that past, present, and future chest. By the way, I wanted to read you a comment. And I I actually, I can't believe I failed to do this earlier. Um, You guys saw the comment that I wrote here in this very Discord. At least I hope you did. I'm going to read it back very quickly uh, so that we can put some finality to something. Uh, I wrote on Monday when the past, present, and future chess came out and it had all those goodies, including the badges, all right? I went to a couple of buddies of mine over at Scopely HQ and I asked the following question. I said, was this... Uh, was this the, the, the way that you guys chose to address the badge gate problem? Because remember, we talked about this uh, when we were with Panic. Not everybody even knew this was an issue, okay? And not saying that it's right or wrong, but, uh, you know, if, if 10% of the community was crying uh, for something to be made right, I, and I mean crying out, okay, uh, crying legitimately, I'm not making fun because I was in your corner on that. Um, you know, it makes sense to not want to broadcast to all 100% of your player base that, you know, that there was an error made. So I said, hey, is this, was this partly, you know, the badges that are in there? I mean, because it was a great chest. I mean, an extremely high-valued chest, well over $100. You got to think about that. Well over $100 of value, probably closer to $150 of value provided in that chest, given to 100% of the player base in the entire galaxy. That was a magnificently expensive gift. All right? And so I asked, was this uh, directly related to Badgegate? And here was the quote that I got, and here is what I'm going to close out with today. Ladies and gentlemen, directly from Scopely Headquarters. This is first and foremost, dear community. Dear community. This is first and foremost a celebration of the acquisition of the intellectual property known as Star Trek. However, and possibly even more importantly, we wanted to be extra generous uh, generous because we want people to know that we have erred in the past. We know we're not perfect. We know that mistakes have been made along the way. We acknowledge our past leading up to our present, and it would have been wise for them to include and moving forward into the future, past, present, and future, We acknowledge our past leading up to our present and want to thank the entire player base for allowing us to work together and continuing in the game. You all have stuck with us, and we do not take it for granted. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Scopely's resolution. I I don't care what you say. Badges have never been awarded in this way in the past. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a phenomenal chest. Uh... Oh, chick. I'm not even going to read it. She says, that's not good enough. Well, I'm sorry. I think it is good enough. I, Me personally, I think it is good enough. And Scopely, this is what they did. And the issue is closed. The issue is closed. This, this was, I mean, right there, you see the statement. Thank you. We know we've made errors. Thank you for sticking with us. This is your gift. And let's move forward. Battledroid says, I would have paid for that chest. Okay, and no, nobody, nobody attack. It's an opinion. Okay, uh, chick, you're allowed to disagree, and I'm allowed to disagree with you. Nobody needs to attack anybody's opinion in here, so please be cautious. Okay, uh, it was a great chest. Was it twelve? No. Uh, well, no. You guys behave yourself. All right, but I do disagree. Was it twelve badges? No. Did we ever expect to get twelve badges? Mm, no. 
No. This is a an all-encompassing thank you gift. All right? It's got a thank you card in it. It's got an I love you card in it. And it has an I'm sorry card in it. Okay? Uh, it is. It, that, that's it. Okay? Badge gate is closed. All right? Guys, remember, during the last episode, we were actually discussing uh, taking high salute. Okay, so it, it, it was something. Was it exact? No, it wasn't exact. All right, but it was something. And I thank Scopely for taking it, uh, for hearing our, our request and doing something. The issue is closed. Okay, uh, the issue is closed. Um, other players got the badges. You got the badges. Good for everybody. Move on and be grateful for the free gift. Okay. Um, there you go. All right. I, I, I just, I think that, uh, I think that that is, I, I wanted to address it because it was obviously a, a direct, I believe a direct result of what we had been driving in the community, uh, and saying that, that we needed something to be done. Tabby Moses says, I'm thrilled with the chest. It was very generous. Uh, Bernard says, I agree with chick. The chest was great, but the problem is that people who got the extra badges before, Still got the badges this time. I get that. I get that. But at least the badges were provided. And yes, there may still be an edge that those players have. But I remind you, there is still today in the game present the advantage that people had from the refinery glitch. All right. And we talked about that. Scopely took some of that stuff back. But the stuff that people had already spent, it happened. All right. People who had already upgraded their ship components, that happened. They did not roll that back. And it and it happened. And, it, and we moved on from it. And I'm going to encourage you to do that. All right, Burn Like I says, great chest. The imbalance is still there. Well, the imbalance from a year and a half ago's refinery glitch was still there as well. Okay? The refinery glitch imbalance was still there, and we've let that one go. We've forgotten about it. Okay? So uh, nothing in the game can ever truly be balanced, Trash Panda says, and I, I don't disagree. All right. Uh, Burn Like I says, it's not balanced. However, with the improved flow of badges, I'm not as bothered about it. All right. Zero Cool says, considering I did nothing to earn it, it was awesome. Okay. Uh, so, guys, I think the general feedback is Scopely. Thank you for the gift. Uh, Starbase wraps it up with, yes, it is time to let it go. It is time to move on. Okay, it was a generous chest. The imbalance is still there, but Scopely addressed it, which is what we asked. All right, we even presented an option to Scopely to address it and do nothing, yet they did address it and did something. Okay, and for me, the issue is closed. The issue is done. I thank them for the gift, and now it's time, just as we said to Scopely five minutes ago, folks, clean slate. New chapter, new beginning. We've got a lot of Star Trek properties to dig through. Let's get busy. Let's get busy. Let's focus on facing front, and let's get excited about what this game can bring to us in the next year, two years, or five years. I'm super excited about it, and I hope you are too, community. I hope you are too. Shinjo says if you want a real clean slate, we got we to gotta look at the cost curve, and I don't disagree. Hopefully, that's the next thing that we see a little bit of an adjustment with, and I like it. Hey, by the way, now listen, it's still a $100 pack. I'm not going to take that away, but if any of you happen to notice, the Explorer pack that's open right now, the Explorer pack that's open right now in your store, folks, contains almost 100 more uncommon for me at my level than it did last month. 
All right, now granted, that's a pay pack, but they are increasing the contents of those packs. I now have for seven or for a hundred dollars, I've got over seven hundred uncommon gas in my explorer pack. It's moving in the right direction. It's moving in the right direction. So let's let's pick up the pace. Let's continue on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. My name is Ultimate DJs, and you've been hanging out for a live taping of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We appreciate you being here. Please visit our website for all things related to the show, including links to our YouTube. Please go and subscribe to the channel, like the videos, comment underneath the videos, and we'll get back to all of them there. That's a website is TalkingTrekSTFC.online TalkingTrekSTFC.online There you're going to find not only a link to our YouTube channel but you'll also find a link to our Discord where you can join us live for these tapings. You'll find a link to our merchandise store, our Amazon link. Guys, if you're going to do your normal shopping on Amazon, please come back and, uh, and click on our link. Click on our link and then do your normal everyday shopping on Amazon and we'll get paid by Amazon for you spending the exact same amount of money that you would normally do. We also have our patron program listed on our website and all of our supporters on our website as well. Thank you so much to those players who have taken a few dollars out of their wallet and contributed to the success and the continuation of Talking Trek. I'd like to thank those players now, and I'd like to start with Gregor and Scott. Thank you guys both very much. Venkman and I, Beglin, Big Country, Trash Panda, and Doom. These guys are gold sponsors, our longest standing gold sponsors as well. Hank, Lord Neelix, Chuck Grunt, Pops, Dark Lord, Stevens Aaron, and JB. Thank you guys so much for your support. Ahab, Energy, Fukum, uh, Hi, I Bombed You, Thorn, Virtual Army, and Jayberg. These guys are all gold sponsors as well. Star Fox, Morgul, DJ Gurr, Red 2, Unhani, Just Skippy, Asius, Azrael, Dunk, Bojack, Ape, Crush, and Jonathan Ingram. Thank you so very much for being supporters of Talking Trek. Jason, Teddy Moza, Regis, McRock, Lady Kess, Frank Gallo, Wake 2020, Engineering Free Philly, Hudson, and Doc31. Thank you for being gold members. Morpheus, Fartay, Nick Burns, Cam, Coulter, NC, Jetski, Wingnut, Filler, Fluffy Puma, CCXN, and Grubs. Thank you for being supporters of the show. Devil's Advocate, Goofy Names Rock, Leonidas, Olfino, and Space Sheriff being our newest gold members. My name is Ultimate DJs. Talking Trek is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. Love you, minutes. See you later. Bye-bye.